HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by Consider Bardwell Farm in Vermont, a producer of award-winning handmade cheese from goat and cow milk. For more information, visit considerbardwellfarm.com. All right, on Heritage Radio Network in Roberta's Pizzeria, where in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Joined, as usual, with Nastasia the Hammer Lopez. Hello. We got uh, Jack, Jackie Molecules, is uh, sick today, like legitimately sick, stomach bug, not like hungover, right? And so today we have for the first time in the booth, Dave, we're going to call him Dave Id to keep him separately from me being Dave. Hey, Dave. How's it going? Going all right. If, I, if I'm Dave Id, does that make you Dave Ego? Whoa. I like that. like that. that. You know, the thing is, the thing about the ego and the id is that if, so, if you say someone has an ego, typically it means it's bad, but in the context of id, the ego is actually a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely. the one time it's good to be ego. Right? Gotta, have, gotta have both. Yeah. You can't have the yin without the yang. That you're it, all id. Me? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, uh, uh, if, since we're staying with uh, psychological references here, that's what we like to call a projection. <laughs> A projection. Don't pull out psychological terms on someone that grew up with a shrink. I'm. You know no, what I'm saying? I'm just repeating. My stepfather's I'm a repeating. shrink, so that wasn't my uh, assessment. No. Anyway, like I say, projection. She look. Jordana Rothman, friend of the show, friend in general, is just upset because I'm the only person that has been like, "What are you doing? What is? What's wrong with you?" When she was shaking cocktails. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we have. Uh, very, very happy. Special guest, not Peter Kim. Better than Peter Kim. Better than Peter Kim. <laughs> we have uh, Dax Arnold. Dax Arnold. You might know him from his name is the name of our bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he is, in fact, my son. So if you have any questions to ask my son, because uh, there's no school today. Why? I don't know. President? Winter break. Winter break. Midwinter. Mm. Mid, yeah, midwinter break. So if you have any questions for uh, Nastasia, for myself, or for Dax, call them in to 718-497-2128. That's 718-497-2128. Uh, you know what? Uh, do anything good over the weekend, Stas? I saw hockey games. Oh, really? What My kind of sister's ho- friend plays for the Yale club team. The Bulldogs? Yeah. Well, yeah. but not the real. The club. Oh, what do you mean? Not, they're not. They don't play in the in the no, large. I, uh, where do they play? I somewhere in Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> I 
how does a Yale? How does a group of Yaleys play in Long Island? Do they have to take a ferry across the? Uh, they drove. Okay, people, for those of you that don't know the geography involved here, check this out. Yale is in Connecticut in a town called New Haven, all right? Now, uh, right next to New Haven is a body of water called the Long Island Sound. Now, Long Island comes by its name, honestly. It's like two hours long, three hours long to drive it, right? Mm -hmm. It's a long freaking island. It's like one of the longer islands attached to the United States of America, right? Long. Anywho, so in order to get... In order to play hockey, bear in mind, at Yale University, they have a very large, very famous ice hockey rink. Known That's as reserved for the non-club. Reserved? They don't play 100% of the yeah, time. I don't know. Anyway, so <laughs> you have to drive from New Haven all the way down to New York City, which, you know, what is that, like an hour and a half, hour 45 minutes, then fight your way through New York you're City traffic. You're basically going, a, you're doing a V. Yeah, yeah, and, and you have to drive all the way back up to New Haven on the other side of the sound, and you can literally see across the sound yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Nightmare. Yeah. Nightmare. But I loved hockey. That was my first game. Yeah? It was awesome. Wait, your sister plays or your sister's buddy plays? My sister's buddy plays. You went all the way out to Long Island for your sister's buddy? Did they win? Yeah, they did. Yeah? They did. That's- have you ever seen a game? Have you seen a game? Yeah. Do you like it? Yeah, it was good. All the fighting? Yeah. Well, well, there wasn't too much fighting oh, the really? game I saw. No. No. B- blood on the ice? No blood on the ice, but lots of pounding. Just pounding. Like fist pounding? Like, like slamming guys against the wall. Did anyone throw the gloves off and throw a punch? Yeah. Okay, but no blood? No blood. Kind of sissy. Well, they still had their helmets on. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I see. I see. Yeah. Well, it's nice to see that even in the Ivy Leagues, people still resort to uh, fights. little fist Well, it was uh, Yale versus Suffolk. County. Oh, so who started the fights? Guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just uh, staying true to their stereotypes. Well, so Suffolk yeah. County, so it was an away game. They went to Long Island because it's an away game in Long Island. No, the championships County. were in. Long oh, this Island. is the championship. Yeah. yeah. Championship mm-hmm. game. Nice. Mm-hmm. Did you cook any food over the weekend? Uh, no. No, no? I didn't. No. Did what you? Did? Yeah. So it was. Uh, you know, it was ridiculously cold here. It wasn't that cold. It was cold on Saturday night. It was cold, but it wasn't like Mayor de Blasio, or the mayor of our fine city of New York, is like, don't go outside if you don't need... He doesn't talk like that. Don't go outside if you don't need to. It's so cold. You breathe in your nose, your nose is going to crack off. Don't do it. <laughs> well, we, were, we were up, like, you know, we were going outside. Dax was freaking sledding in that weather. On Saturday night? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Throwing tomahawks. Dax now, oh, yeah. you know, thanks to you, Nastasia. <laughs> Has throwing tomahawks, and I have to say, he's pretty good at it. Really? Yeah, it's fun. Nice. What do you throw them at? Dead trees. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so it was too cold to cook outside, so we did a, uh, we, we have the, that wood-burning stove, but you can take the top off the wood-burning stove and cook in it, so we just did, bur- mm-hmm. we did burgers inside the wood-burning stove. It was your anniversary, too. Yeah, well, it was Valentine's Day, which is the anniversary of me going out with my wife, 24 years. Oh. 24 years. And uh, I also... Also, uh, we got a new Cuisinart pressure cooker, and I hacked it. I hacked it to get back up to the pressure. I tested it, did some sweet, sweet hominy and eggs. Uh, maybe I'll post out the picture of that. For those of you that don't know, the Cuisinart pressure cooker is awesome for a bunch of reasons because you don't have to use a burner. It like Once it's done timing, it like automatically turns itself off into keep warm. You can... Uh, you know, you don't have to adjust temperatures all the time because it just goes to the temperature you want. I mean, really, it's nice to use, except for the fact 
that it's not set up to to go to 15 psi and i want everything oh booker my other son is just telling me he's going to use the bathroom he literally he walked in looked in some lady's face at the restaurant and screamed through the window bathroom and started pointing and the lady's like i don't need to know if you're going to the bathroom or not she's like totally this lady's totally confused she's also this lady it's first of all how it's 50 it's 55 degrees in brooklyn today all right 55 degrees here in the studio in brooklyn this lady is wearing her like her knockoff freaking uh canada goose coat i think she can hear you while she's sitting no whatever her eyes aren't moving that means she's listening yeah. hey we have a caller on the line oh, if you guys oh. want to take alright cool Hold on. so the pressure cooker all you need to do is uh, add one resistor to it it's very simple then it gets up to 15 psi and it's a pretty genius thing you can get it for under 100 bucks okay caller you're on the air hello caller wow what a deep voice oh nice uh, well you know gotta, gotta save it gotta save it up we're not like Phil Bravo other friend of the show who just always has a deep voice we have to save up to use it what's up um, I'm, I'm having some trouble hearing you there. Uh, okay, maybe it's better now. Uh, I'm calling about the Solif Gondurma, the uh, stretchy ice cream. Very good. Um, I read all the uh, the posts on the blog um, <clears throat> about it, and um, I want to make it. I haven't made it yet, but I was kind of just wondering how things kind of turned out in the end there, because it seemed like um, you originally tried to make it like uh, Ken Kirschenbaum and Ariel Johnson did with... Uh, was it the conjac? And then that didn't work out so well. And then you you use potato ultimately, right? Well, okay. So there's a bunch of different and- there's a bunch of different ways to to get that that texture. So the reason, um, and I forget, I think it's a glucomannan, right? So the right. the celep uh, derma, the the orchid like root powder is uh, a glucoman and konjac. It's either gluco or galacto. I think it's gluco. Konjac is a similar uh, glucoman. And so I think that they did that and one other um, one other thing that they added to it. And they were able to get something that is the texture of uh, Celepdonderma. Now, uh, back when I did all those posts, I had not yet been to Turkey. I have now since been to Turkey, so I've had I've had the real thing, so I have a better kind of a, a, a perspective on it. They say their konjac thing works. I don't know whether it was my konjac or what, but I'm sure that their specifications work. The potato makes a similar texture, however, it's pretty finicky. You have to use like you know regular standard U.S. potatoes. They have to be cooked and cooled the way that uh, it, it said, and then it doesn't last for a long time. In other words, the stretchiness, you can't save it for a while. And in fact, I noticed I brought some uh, of the Celepton Derma, the real stuff, back from Turkey in a, uh-huh. in a dry ice thing, and it, in fact, does not keep its stretchiness either. You have to re-beat it right before you eat it to get the kind of stretchiness back. But um, the the recipe that I actually use when I really want that texture is the gelan gum plus guar gum recipe that is uh, also on the blog and you don't have to do like make it tea flavored or any of the other stuff like I did on the blog but that that gelan guar is pretty sweet and you can light that stuff on fire which is always nice um, the potato the potato is a little more finicky I tried to make it once in uh, South America using like a, a local potato variety that was more of like a, uh, it wasn't as fluffy as a, as a, as like you know like a russet Burbank and it did not work and then um, yeah and plus even here with the potatoes that I know work I'm pretty sure I used russets and not Yukons. 
but we'll have to go back and look at the post. But then it's it's finicky in terms of time. It's a make with liquid nitrogen and eat, not spin an ice cream. By the way, none of these things are really ice cream machine friendly because they um, they're mm-hmm. stiff. You know what I mean? Like they're really the ones that we did were better with. Um, um, they're better with uh, my brain's fried stuff. Better with uh, liquid nitrogen, or if you have a real ice cream machine, draw it soft because it's as it starts uh, firming up that it gets uh, really, really uh, um, stiff and chewy. So you could probably take it to kind of a soft serve thing and then kind of harden it and beat the crap out of it. But it's uh, yeah, those are my suggestions. That's what I, that's what I ended up staying on. But Kent and uh, Ariel swear on the. You know, on five stacks of Bibles, that the konjac is going to give you the right texture. I only tried it once or twice, to be fair, so that's not really fair to the recipe. And I didn't follow theirs. I just made a konjac-based uh, ice cream, so I didn't follow their exact specs. So, like, I'm not going to say anything one way or to other. But they're good, smart people. So if they're if they say their recipe worked, I'm sure it did. Okay, so you're saying that Jalan plus Guar uh, recipe should 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 yield pretty good results. And it won't have the issues with the, the starch, um, what is it, the retrogradation that the potato does. Right, exactly. Well, the thing with the starch is it's, it's, you need some exact amount of retrogradation, I think, to get it right, but it's just, it's real finicky. The gel and guar is like bonehead simple, it always works. And those two, but make sure you get the flavor-free guar. There's a couple places that have flavor-free guar. I think Modernist Pantry sells a flavor-free guar. And by the way, they, they texted me, Modernist Pantry. They have Novo-shaped back. So all of you guys that want to use uh, pectin methylesterase to make vegetables firmer without having to do, uh, you know, uh, use calcium hydroxide or any of those nasty stuff, it's, ba- it's back online there. If I want to go into contract, is that the same stuff I can get at the Japanese market? Or do I have to go through... Uh a source where I might get a, get a little bit more of a pure product. I don't know. That's the thing, man. I think I use the stuff that you just get. I mean, the stuff, like, so there's the stuff that comes in the kind of, like, that's like a, a solid that you have to repulverize. And I think that that's what I used with no luck. I'm sure Kent and uh, Ariel used, like, some form of, like, purified powdered uh, stuff. But I, I, I use the stuff that you get at the market, which maybe that's why I didn't have luck. I don't know. So it's, you know, I... I hmm. I, I'm not sure. If their recipe specifies a certain kind, then I would use, I would definitely use uh, that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so one more question about uh, about you know um, just beating it right before I serve it. Um, so in in Turkey, don't they use like two metal sticks? I've kind of seen it. Uh, but you know, you're, so you're saying I could either try to do it in the in the in the mixer or. What was the other way? Well, the mixer, remember, the mixer is going to start getting, like, it depends on how you do it, right? Like, it depends on what your chilling technology is. But, I mean, the, the best way is to is to beat, the, like, if you get it hard, right? Like, when, at, Dax, do you remember when I brought this stuff home from Turkey? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And do you remember the one time I served it to you, it wasn't snap, and then I pulled it out of the freezer, and I started hitting it with a rolling pin, a bunch. And then it got, it got, the, the, that, got that cool texture, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think it's any sort of thing. If you take it in a bowl and just literally like hammer the hell out of it with a with a solid pin, or uh, you know, because the problem is, is that if you use a hunk of metal, unless the metal is cold, it's gonna start melting the stuff out on you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can get it pretty much most of the way there with a KitchenAid. Uh, you just got to be careful that you don't. If you, especially because I, I when I when you make ice cream with a KitchenAid, I use the uh, the beater that has the silicone little riblets on the side, and they can break. When they're that much force, but you know, just don't don't use that much force. Okay, 
Also, maybe I'll use the rolling pin. All right, All cool. right thanks, Dave. All right, tweet us on uh, over. Let us know uh, what happened. You got it. All right, thanks. cool. Bye. Celeptonderma. Did you ever like any of those ice cream sticks? No. You, you don't like the texture? You didn't like the tea flavor? I like the potato one you made. You like the potato one? Mm-hmm. Which is weird because that's the more polarizing flavor, potato ice cream. Yeah, I don't know. Polarizing. It's good. But you didn't like the tea flavor or you didn't like the texture? That's what I'm trying to get. The texture. I said you didn't like mm-hmm. the texture. Huh. Did you like the fact that we could light it on fire? I once taught a class where literally it was a hydrocolloids class, which, by the way, I hate teaching. But <laughs> I don't hate teaching it. It's just difficult to teach because unlike low-temperature cooking, it's like there's so many different levels you have to teach to with it, right? And different people have different expectations of what they want. But, yeah, yeah, Stas is going, me, 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 which is like, you know, she's basically calling me out as, me, 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 me. But um, uh, we had one where we taught it where literally all anyone wanted to do was light things on fire. Like, can you light that on fire? So literally we'd have to keep the torch next to the thing, and we, they'd be like, we would make any sort of recipe, and they're like, okay, light it on fire. And then we would like light it on fire to see what happened. That was mm-hmm. actually kind of a, the, one of my favorite ones of teaching that class. Mm-hmm. Were you there for that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 We could, well, turns out. You can light a lot more things on fire than you thought. Yeah. 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 Where'd Booker go? Oh, Booker just wanted to use the bathroom. I, t- I, I invited him and Jen, by the way, my wife, to come on the ah, radio it show. It would have been perfect for her to be Yeah, on. but Booker was like, no. And you know, if Booker was here, he, he, if Booker was in this when studio. When are we leaving? When are we when leaving? leaving? Dad. Dad, why are you on the radio? Dad. <laughs> Dad. All right. Let's go, through, um, let's go through some of the questions from uh, before. By the way. We have a question on, on Parmigiano. Are we going to get uh, Mark Ladner? Mark says he keeps calling. Why don't we call him? Wouldn't that be easier? Uh, yeah, but yeah. I don't know how to tell them his number. Oh, yeah, over the air? <laughs> yeah. All right, have Mark call in one more time. We're going to get a call in from Mark Ladner to answer a question from a, a listener, okay? All right, David? All right. So uh, we, had Liza gotcha. ri- we, gotcha. we had Liza write in uh, last week and uh, asked us this question, which I still don't know the answer to, but we'll talk about it anyway. Is it what do you think of the GAPS diet, G-A-P-S uh, diet, and would you, ever, would you ever try it? Now, uh, the GAPS diet is a diet designed – I mean I wouldn't try it. Not me personally, but that's not really the question. The question is, do I think it's efficacious it? or not? So it's a diet that's designed for um, – well, here's the thing. Here's, here's my issue with it. So if you go to the, the GAPS uh, website, it's run by a doctor who I don't know that much about. But the, literally the, the splash page of the website is like a, a road – you know those road signs like you get in the World War II movies where they point in all different directions yeah. and it's like you know Brussels one way and all that? It's like that but with a, with a host of different maladies on it, right? And so – yeah. yeah. So the maladies include uh, dyspraxia, which is you know I think like a, a movement disorders, right? Uh, ADD, right? ADHD, which you – know, are those really the same – aren't those really kind of the same thing? Mm-hmm. Hey, we got Mark on the line whenever you guys are ready. All right, so you want to talk about gaps in a minute? Sure. I'll talk about gaps in a minute. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Hello. <laughs> we, got, we got Mark Ladner, uh, chef of uh, Del Posto, also uh, gluten-free pasta maven of Pasta Flyer. What else, you got, what else you got going, Mark? Everything's great, Dave. Thanks for uh, inviting me onto Team 
interesting issues. Yeah, nice. Well, we got a question that I thought, you know, we can talk about it, uh, you and I. Uh, and Nastasia, but uh, I'll read you the question first. This is right up your alley. This is the kind of problem that you have to think about uh, a lot. Although, actually, does he make this style of pasta? Did you even read the question, Stas? I read it to him. Okay. So the the listeners know. This is from um, Thomas. Fan of the show, uh, but I still have an unanswered question, even though I've listened to uh, most of the show. Sometimes I will try to make myself some buttered noodles as a quick meal, but when I add the uh, Parmigiano cheese, it wants to clump up on me. I cook with real parm, aged two years, if that makes a difference. I was kind of hoping to get a Mornay sauce, but as a quick pan sauce instead. Any tips? I thought maybe I could uh, use a stabilizer to keep the cheese from clumping uh, and just a gooey instead of clumping. Any advice on what's going on here would be greatly appreciated. Now, my feeling is there's not enough liquid in the sauce he's trying to make to ever stop it from clumping because he's not pre-mixing the, the Parmesan with a liquid or adding it at the end when it's not getting mixed. But why don't you, why don't you talk about the, yeah. the generalities just, here? It sounds like just fat, fat on fat, which, of course, is going to clump. I think the first thing to, uh, to recognize is that most often people tend to either overcook their dry pasta or undercook their fresh pasta. Uh, especially undercooked fresh pasta has a tendency to clump up because it wants to continue to take moisture from somewhere. Ah. Ah, right? Yeah, okay. Because, but here's the thing. So we're, what, what we're honing in on here is that it's moisture, like moisture content is the main issue that, that this person's got wrong, right? Yes. All right. So, I, w- I would say so. I would say so. So, so go ahead. So explain, explain the, two different, the two different things. So undercooking fresh pasta means it's going to absorb more water, meaning yes. it's not going to have enough water to form any sort of stable yes. sauce or emulsion. And what's, the, yes. what's the, on the flip side with the, with the dry pasta? With the dry pasta, um, I mean, there's a tendency that maybe the pasta itself could start to break down and thicken the sauce. Hmm. And so, absor- uh, like, uh, like trap more like water because the pasta starch is breaking down. You think? Surface area. Yeah. I mean, what do you? In other words, if you want to do what this person wants to do, what would you do? Would you pre-blend egg yolks and Parmesan with a little bit of liquid before you toss it in the sauce? If you wanted to add it early and get something that kind of creamy. Yeah, what what I would tend to do, like uh, for example, what we what we do at Del Posto is we tend to like to use incredibly salty water. I wouldn't go so far as to say seawater salty, but on a salinity reading refractometer, we generally uh, record it at between ten and t- ten and twelve ppt parts per th- parts per thousand. Ten and twelve. Yes, I'd have to exactly. look up that. So exactly. that's that's one. One one in one point two percent. Yes. Okay. So like. So that would have a tendency to be too salty if you were then to try to add some of that water to your pasta, especially if it was uh, you know combined with uh, you know further reduction. Right. All right. Well, what, 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 that so can, I, so I what, prefer to use either like a clean neutral stock. Or a broth, or just just tap water. All right, and then what? So, like, what would you do? You like to make the premix of the cheese? What would you do to toss with it? What would you? What, how, how would you go about it? Uh, you would add the, once you add the pan. Once you add the, the pasta to the pan, which we're assuming already has maybe perhaps a tablespoon of. I guess it depends on the the, the portion size. I'm speaking 
specifically for a hundred gram or uh, three and a half ounce portion of pasta. So that would be like a single portion. So if you were to take a ten inch uh, saute pan and you were to melt, uh, you know, a tablespoon of butter. Uh, we also like to use an equal part, an, an equal measure, extra virgin olive oil, which helps keep it uh, fluid. All right. And then, and then maybe uh, you know a tablespoon or two of tap water um, to the to the pasta while it's in the pan. So now you have the butter, the melted butter, the olive oil, and the water, and you're trying to bring that to a simmer with the pasta. And, and then you add the cheese once it's simmered up? The cheese, the, the thing with the cheese is, uh, it sounds like he's using the right stuff. Two-year-old Parmesan is fantastic. Anything between pretty much nine months and two years would be would be fine. You'd, it'd be hard to find anything much older than that anyway at most uh, grocery stores. Um, it's better to buy a block rather than pre-grated, which tends to be dry. And then has reduced uh, emulsifying capability. Right. Well, when, when, uh, when, yeah, okay, go ahead. When, so when you have this in a pan... The important part is that you should never be adding the cheese over the heat because it has a tendency to string out then and, uh, and, and, and cook to the bottom of the, of the pan. Okay. Now... So once you're adding the cheese, it should always be off the fire. Right. So, but if it's clumping, you think, what, what are your thoughts on, okay, let's say they're doing it like home, home style. They're going to serve an entire pound of pasta in a bowl, right? W- would you ever consider throwing the hot, the hot butter in the, in the bottom of the, of the bowl with the oil, tossing that, and then pre-blending the cheese with the liquid to make sure that the cheese was able to form kind of a stable kind of a situation? Blend the cheese and the liquid in a blender and then pour it over and toss, or no? Oh, good. Um, yeah, I suppose you could. Like, like he had mentioned a Mornay sauce. Yeah, but for that you need an um, egg yolk anyway, right? I think right? an egg yolk is fine, but I definitely wouldn't be adding any flour. No, yeah, no, no, no. But like, would you right? add? In other words, but you'd pre-blend all of those liquids before you you toss it with the oil first, then pre-blend the liquids. But you need the the, the bottom line is you need water because if there's only fat, yes. you can't have any yes. sort. It, it's gonna just clump into itself. The solids yes. will clump, and there's no yes. there's no liquid to yes. hold it, right? Yes. So yes. Bo- bottom line, there's like, yeah. There's traditional carbonara techniques where you would take water and e- and egg and and uh, pepper and cheese and mix that separately before adding it to the pasta. Yeah, that, I used to make that all the time. That's the only way I would ever yeah. make that stuff. But yeah. if, but if he doesn't yeah. want to egg yolk it, you're saying just make sure you add enough water so that the cheese doesn't clump up yes. when you're doing exactly. it. But if you use exactly. hyper salty water, which is going to make the pasta taste good, don't add that because that's going to be too salty. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And I had one other thing with it. What was it, Stas? With the with the with the parmesan with the with the with the pasta. I don't know. I can't think of it. Do you think it? You think it's ever going to be as good, big bowl family style? Probably, right? Why not? Do you ever use the? Do you ever use the cooking pot as a heater for the bowl when you put the pasta into it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. There we go. All right. Anything else to add to help okay. this person from stringing out, or are we uh, are we uh, are we good? Do we give them everything they need? I would not yes, use a I would not use a stabilizer. You know, add it back to the fire once you add the cheese. Right. I would not use a stabilizer. You know what I'm saying? I would not try I would to. Not. No, that's just not necessary. And it won't even help because what your main problem here is that you don't have enough liquid, and if you don't have enough liquid, a stabilizer is going to be yes. useless to you. I'm also yes. a big fan of adding uh, a, like a, a decent amount afterwards on the top. Along with the pepper, that's you, fine too. Yeah, do you like that or hate that? 
Yes, I do. I do. I like that. Yeah, cool. And pe- pepper on that sucker too, right? Of course. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Do you know what? Am I bad, Mark? Because I've gotten to a point where it's almost impossible for me to eat pasta without crushed red pepper at home. I mean, when I'm out at a restaurant, I don't ask for it if it wasn't intended with the pasta. Like, I would never at the post be like, oh, hey, where's the crushed red pepper with this? Come on. You know what I mean? But, I mean, at, at home, I can't eat freaking pasta without crushed red pepper. Does that make me a bad man? Uh, no, it makes you Nastasia Lopez. <laughs> Uh, all right, Mark. Thanks so much for calling heavily in. Influence. Yeah, heavily. Cooking issue team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we're the team that always unscrews the uh, crushed red pepper. Mark, if you ever have some sort of quick service as crushed red pepper, I know you are going to get the correct shaker for the crushed red pepper, and not this abomination that's staring me at the face <laughs> through the window here at Roberta's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we're working on that. Yeah. Hey, did you know Roberta's? Right, well, thanks so much for uh, inviting me on your show. Oh, thanks, thanks for thanks for thanks for coming on. All right. Bye. Bye. All, right. All right. Take care, guys. All right. Have you, a good day. You too. Speaking of quick serve, you see, you know, you see Roberta's has the, the frozen pizza yeah. now? Yeah. Have you seen it in the aisles? I've not seen it in the aisles. Where, what store the do they sell it in? I saw it at Food Emporium. Now, no, not Food, food Emporium. Food it's Emporium. It's the one at Key Food now. Key Food. Because Food Emporium went out of business. Because mm-hmm. Food Emporium was the same thing as A&P. A- mm. A&P went out of business. Mm. You don't seem to. You're not, you're not broken up by it. No, I'm sad. <laughs> I'm sad. <laughs> It's real sad. It's like my uh, so my my stepfather uh, Gerard, his dad used to be like butcher to the mafia in in Boston, and so uh, I forget they had to go to like one of the main dons in Boston. The the daughter who was a nurse died of in quotes asthma, right? And so you know I think Gerard or you know went to the funeral and they had one of those giant goons and he's like, oh man, it's, it's such a shame. And the guy goes, yeah, real sad. <laughs> and that's it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you imagine, you can picture it, can't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. real sad. <laughs> dead face. You know what I mean? Total dead face. Yeah. All right, listen, you want to take a uh, quick commercial break, David? Come back with some more cooking issues? Yeah, let's do it. Will do. All right. This one is Journey from Lime Rock by the Slow Roasters. We'd like to send a special thank you to our latest business member, Consider Bardwell. 300-acre Consider Bardwell Farm was the first cheesemaking co-op in Vermont, founded in 1864 by Consider Stebbins Bardwell himself. A century later, Angela Miller, Russell Glover, and Chris Gray are revitalizing the tradition. Their cheeses are made by hand in small batches from whole, fresh milk that is antibiotic and hormone-free. Only microbial rennet is used in their cheesemaking. All cheeses are aged on the farm in their extensive system of caves. To learn more or purchase cheese, visit ConsiderBardwell.com. To learn more about becoming a business member, email us, info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. And we are back. All right. So we were talking about before uh, the caller and before Mark came on, we were talking about the GAPS diet. GAPS diet. All right. Now, uh, it stands for uh, Gut and Psychology Syndrome. Right, and it's got the road sign, and it's got it's a natural treatment for dyspraxia, which we were talking about is like you know uh, problems with uh, issues with uh, muscular control movement, uh, ADD and ADHD. Which are, are those actually different? 
One is human. Atten- no, attention uh, deficit adult. hyperactivity adult. disorder. And no, and attention deficit disorder. This is the same thing. It doesn't really deserve two signs. Someone call me in if I'm wrong, but like I've been called both of those things my whole life, and so I don't really see that there's much of a distinction. Schizophrenia is on that same sign. Depression on the other side of that same sign. Dyslexia and autism. So what we're talking here is what we say a broadband shotgun of uh, stuff that they're trying to fix with this yeah, diet. Like schizophrenia. First, first of all, like right off the bat, right off the bat. Now I don't want to tread on anyone's. I don't want to poop on anyone's parade too hard here. But right, anytime I see someone hitting this broad a spectrum of things with with one thing, and I'm just going to say this because it's, you know, I have the same issue in my family, like all over the place. So, like, you know, I'm not talking out of school here. Anytime you have a situation where you have a parent with a child and they're focused on some sort of issue that they want to kind of remedy and they're looking for any kind of remedy possible, right? Uh, you get in these situations that have a lot of, um, and again, I don't know anything about it. But a lot of bells start ringing in my head when I start seeing signs like this that they say that they can fix this. Now, this is – look. For instance, I'll read, the, I'll read the spiel. The GAPS diet was derived from the specific carbohydrate diet, SCD, created by Dr. Sidney Valentine Haas. I wonder whether they're related to the egg coloring people. Haas. Mm, that's pa- uh, that's oh, it's Haas. Haas. I like anything with two A's, though. You like that? The two A's? Yeah. Haas, to create to naturally treat chronic inflammatory conditions in the digestive tract as a result of damaged gut lining. Now that's this can happen, right? You know, uh, SCD gained great popularity after a mother, Elaine Gottschall, heated her own child of ulcerative colitis and became an advocate for SCD. Elaine Gottschall is the author of the popular book Breaking the Vicious Cycle, Intestinal Health Through Diet. Now, listen, there's been hundreds of years of people worried about how their intestines work and like having various crackpot like theories about like how what we eat is eating us from the inside or that stuff gets trapped in your intestine. Look, even today, Dax. Let me ask you a question, Dax. Did you see all the snacks at your house? Yeah. That was not the question I was going to ask, but yes, that's very nice. Uh, So, how long does gum stay in your stomach when you swallow it? Uh, Wait, say it again? When you you chew gum and and you swallow it, what what happens to it? Um, It goes down your throat. And then what? I don't know what happens after. How long do you think it's in your stomach for? Um... Until you digest it. See, now Dax has not been poisoned. See, is it, maybe it's because he's my son. He's yeah, like when I grew up, it was like, a, it was like years. Five years. It'll stay in your <laughs> stomach for five ball. years. Yeah. yeah, which is a load of garbage. I mean, you don't digest it. You poop it out. You don't. You you can't digest it. It's synthetic now, and it's chicle anyway. You know, it's chicle. It comes from the same tree. Anyway, but like uh, my point being that like it used to be that they would say that you digest it forever. And this is all part of this kind of nonsense. And then like people, there used to be people who would say that like everything is caused by worms, and every time you poop something out, that you, you know, whatever. It's a nightmare. Uh, so anytime someone says that they're going to link your brain health through your intestinal system, this goes back also, Sylvester Graham was huge on this. So there's like a, it's a lot of weirdness involved with like linking up like your intestinal health with your brain health. Now there's probably like some truth. I mean, we're all interconnected system or some interconnected system, but huge bells go off in my head. What about you, Stas? It makes you nervous. Okay, look. Through years of research and clinical experience, this is a different person now, Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride. 
Okay, adjusted her protocol to fit the individual healthcare need of her patients suffering from a variety of intestinal and neurological conditions as a result of an imbalanced bacterial ecosystem within the GI tract. The GAPS diet focused on removing foods that are difficult to digest and damaging to gut flora and replacing them with nutrient-dense foods to give the intestinal lining a chance to heal and seal. Now, I read more of like the, the, the outline and everything, and like I said, I haven't read any studies based on it. I don't know if, if she has any studies based on it or if there are any studies based on it. But it has the ring of 19th century reformers' craziness, like all like smacking of like you know auto intoxication, which is another thing people used to say, uh, degeneration of your inside. Now, this is not to say. Look, for instance, it is a well-known fact that uh, that there's a there's a group of people on the autistic spectrum who have huge GI problems, right? Like huge. It's a, it's actually like a really big issue. So maybe there's some. Link, but I doubt that like fixing the GI thing is what is ha- causing the brain condition to to happen. It just the whole thing seems kind of nutty to me. That's all. So uh, I tend to stay away from things like that until somebody proves uh, that they work. And anything that is supposed to cure that many disparate things just makes me a little bit, you know, a little bit what? That's what my friend Phil does. He tries all these diets to help with his brain stuff. Yeah, and that's, that's what's wrong with America, and right now there. I'm not eating meat. Now I'm not eating this. Now I'm not drinking beer. And and every and every day is he still Phil? Does <laughs> his fillness change? Day. Does his does his innate fillness change? No. No. Now look, there's another thing too, right? I think that like uh, any time that you think something works, there's like it helps you to work. I mean, if you think it's going to work, it probably will help you to work a little bit, right? I mean, right. the the mind is a crazy is a crazy awesome thing. So if you're convinced it's going to work. Eh, Maybe it will. Who knows? Um, what do you think? No, I disagreed with you. Well, you can't shake your head because people can't see that on the radio. All right. What do you think, Dax? What do you think about uh, crazy diets? Um, some are bad. Some because people think they need it, but sometimes they don't. No, they never do. Well, some people need to lose the weight, though. They need if to they, lose the weight. They eat like crap. Look, do you know what the, mo- the you know what the most effective way to for Dax? Are we allowed to say junk food in our house? No. No, no, you can eat. Was there a lot of junk food in your cabinets? Nastasia left a lot of junk food. Now, Dax, (laughs) we're going to have this out now. This has nothing to do with cooking. Sorry, people, but we're all in the same room. So, some of the. Nastasia stayed at my house last week, two Two weeks weeks ago. Two weeks Mm -hmm. ago, right? She said to me that somebody who shall remain nameless, but it's Jordana Rothman, (laughs) wanted to light. The fireworks that we had at the house that were specifically Dax's. They weren't even mine to give. They were Dax's fireworks, right? And job down your tree. Which tree did they want shot down? The one that you look like you're going to hit when you're on the zip line. Yeah, the you don't, first of all, even if she wanted to, they, those guys don't know how to chop down trees. They're New York City people. Whatever. My point is, did you, in fact, light the Wolfpack firecrackers? No. Where are the Wolfpack firecrackers, Nastasia? We move them all on the table to the uh-huh. hockey uh-huh. table. Mm-hmm. No, what, what is it? No, I, I would have The Chinese you. New Year firecrackers. The one that looked like a belt of bullets? Mm-hmm. I swear. Mm-hmm. I swear. Nastasia, you know what I think happened, people? Maybe I think Nastasia came up on her dirtbag buddies, <laughs> saw them lighting the fireworks, and was like, What are you doing? Those are yours! Are you crazy? <laughs> and they stopped after no. they'd already lit in the Wolfpacks. No. Because that's what I would have done. I swear to you. I would have liked to have seen it. I've never seen this thing. Mm-hmm. Someone, or she took it home. We have to go to, <laughs> but all I'm saying is we now have to go to the great state of Pennsylvania to get more firecrackers. Or, because, um, 
New Hampshire. New Hampshire does not allow firecrackers. They sell them. They don't. Where did you get them the last time? Pennsylvania. Well, no, but for 4th of July. No, uh, no, no. That was okay. New Hampshire. Here's the yeah. rules. Here, uh, let me, for anyone out there who lives on the Eastern Sea board here where we have all these crazy rules that don't let you blow things up. And by the way, I was talking, like, here's the thing, right? So, like, Dax is with his dirtbag buddy. Uh, Did you really think it was Jordana and curse her name this week? I didn't curse her name. I waited to talk to you on the radio about it. But, like, here's the thing. So, it's like, so... When I was a kid, right, we would go to Canal Street, which is here in New York City. It's like, you know, now they sell fake purses and stuff. But it used to be all, uh, f- like, equipment and, and BS martial arts stuff, right? <laughs> so, you know, my family, who would never let me have anything like firecrackers or bottle rockets. By the way, you used to be able to buy firecrackers illegally in New York City before Giuliani was the mayor deck. So you kind of missed out on that. And you used to be able to kind of blow stuff up in the city. Like I, back on the High Line before it was a big park deck, I, I would blow up giant balls of popcorn with like, you know, black black powder explosions and stuff. I have videos. You've seen the videos yeah, of it. Yeah, i seen it. New York was a far different place back, you know. I think it's better now. I mean, you know, you know, we didn't need all of the, the weird like uh, heroin addicts hanging out on the High Line all the time. But whatever. I'm just saying it's a different place. But uh, Canal Street used to be able to go and, and you buy your throwing stars, your butterfly knives. Remember the butterfly knives, Stas? No. Those are the what, Bali song knives. They're the ones you have to flip around and you cut yourself whenever you try to use them. You're like pat 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 pat. pat. <laughs> no. You know? You never seen this? No. David, you know what I'm talking about? A butterfly knife, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's got the two handles, and you go like 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 nunchucks. Yeah, right. These are the kind of things that everyone wanted, but I wasn't allowed to have. So what do you do? You come into the city, and you buy, you walk in, you're like, oh, yeah, got the throwing stars, got the throwing stars. <laughs> they would sell you the, th- but it's more like, got the throwing stars. They would sell you the throwing stars, and then you would hide them on your on your person, and then you show up at home, and then when your parents went to work, you would start throwing the the, the throwing stars around. That's how that's how you did it. My feeling is, is just say you can use these things just under my supervision. Isn't that safer? Yeah. Because Dax, are, we, are you going to do something? With, uh, so these throwing hatchets that he has, are you going to do anything stupid with those hatchets? Because you know I'm watching, right? Yeah. Wait, no, you are no, going to no, do no, 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 no. no, I know you're watching. Yeah, so you're not going to do anything stupid, right? There's no, a, I'm not going to do anything but stupid. But there's a new article that says you should just let kids do whatever, and when they cut themselves, they'll know not to ever do it again. But you don't want them to cut themselves. You uh, don't. Well, you don't mind them cutting yourselves. You don't want your kid dying. Yeah. Yeah, or getting crippled. Right. Or maimed. Then you have to take Who care of the this kid article? forever. Did this person with the article no, have kids? Yeah. This person, they have yeah. kids? Yeah. Did any of them die? It was die? just about, like, no. Yeah. Well, why don't they go talk to someone? <laughs> no, they, it was like an anthropological thing of, like, what different tribes do around the world and how they raise kids. And, and how our society is so helicoptery about every little thing. Well, look, I mean, I'm, I'm all for letting the kids... That's what I'm saying to Dax all the time. It's like, you know, you don't have... But, of course, was it safe that when I was 12, 11 and 12, I was deep frying by myself? No, but... That you're alive. But only by straight freaking luck. Yeah, no, but how many people actually, what's the percentage that, of kids that, like, die from stupid... Kids get hurt, they get hurt. all they the get freaking hurt. time. It's like, it's like my buddy, I had another buddy who uh, was doing stupid stuff, and then he cracked his head open, got meningitis, and lost hearing in his ear. You want your kid to lose hearing in his ear because, <laughs> because you weren't watching? What was he doing? Being a dumbass See, knucklehead. You don't, don't even know like what he was doing. I know what he was doing. He was jumping off of rocks onto other rocks. <laughs> Took a header onto a rock and oh, cracked his skull. He was a, lo- a lower on the uh, survival of the fittest thing. He's a smart kid. <laughs> Ended up at your alma mater, Stanford. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that made him even smarter. You never know. Being deaf in the way? Yeah. Whatever. All I'm saying is, look, we need to strike a balance. Yes. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> 
All right, I'm finally going to answer some of these questions from before. Aaron Morgan writes in uh, about margaritas. Now, I answered this a little bit, but I'll go through it in, uh, in, in excruciating de- detail for you folks. A long-time listener, uh, I have tried convincing all of my friends to listen in with mixed success. That means nobody wanted to listen to us, which, you know what? It's fair. Uh, <laughs> I have memorized your phone number, but whenever I've never called in. What, what the heck? 718-497-2128. Call in. Right? I mean, if you've memorized it, just call in. I can recite it to myself as long as I imitate Dave shouting into the microphone. I have recent, by the way, that's the only way I can say it. Like, I can't, like, if you said, what's the number of the radio show, I'd be like, I, when I have to open up my phone and then scream it and then type in as I go. Otherwise, I won't be able to, to do it. Remember there was, like, a period of, like, a year before I could remember what the number was, Stas? Yeah, then I made you. I taught you to fish. What the hell are you talking about? I made you memorize it. Speaking of fishing, I cannot wait for shad season. Dax, you going to go shad fishing with me? Yeah. How many shad are we going to catch? Tons. 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 We're going to catch so much shad. Is that what's in the river? What? You don't have a boat. You can go right to the bridge. You can fish right from the bridge. And you can get like non-finite numbers of shad because they're going up there to die anyway. They're awesome. They taste so good. I'm going to smoke the hell out of them. They're going to be delicious. Dax, are you all for this? Yeah. Yeah, they're delicious. They're oily and big. It's got a lot of How bones. Big? Big, I mean, I mean, compared to like a herring, they're huge. They're like, um, I'm holding my hands maybe like, I think they're like a foot and a half or something like that. How big were the fillets we were cooking, Dax? They were like a foot long, the fillets? Around there, yeah. Did you enjoy them? They were great. Yeah, see? See? Dax, by the way, Dax, on a scale of zero to a hundred, how picky are you? I don't know. With zero being the most picky? Zero being the most picky. No, no, hundred no, people, hundred people. Like where, where do, you, where would you place yourself? Forty-five. Four, I don't know. I don't know, Dax. That's a little. So we had a contest where everyone was trying to eat uh, these like super, like the ship brand mango pickle that I have. And Dax, did you chicken out or did you eat it? No, I ate it. Remember? Oh yeah, Booker chickened out. Yeah. They're delicious. Your your friend Ethan. Yeah, Ethan and I. He was stone cold. He was stone cold Steve pickle eater right there. He stone like, cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, pickle are they eater. bad? They're delicious, but mm. they're very... Extreme flavor. Extreme. Mm. All right, back to the margaritas. Um, I recently purchased uh, Liquid Intelligence, the, the, you know, my cocktail book, and I'm trying to convert your 7-Eleven-style daiquiri recipe to a margarita. Last time, I tried the following, which is for two servings. Eight ounces of tequila at 40% ABV, 1.5 ounces of Cointreau at 40% ABV, 1.5 ounces of simple syrup, eight and a half ounces of water, water, <laughs> Uh, by the way, uh, Dax, what do you like better, Hot Rod or Talladega Nights? Hmm. Hot Rod. Hmm. All right. I haven't seen either. You haven't seen Hot Rod? Mm-mm. David, you seen Hot Rod? Uh, no. Do you have Netflix? I do. What is wrong with you? <laughs> you tell me. I don't know. Yeah, go, go watch Hot Rod. Do you not like, uh, are you not a Sandberg fan? No, I just never, you know, never got around to it. I know Shad, though. There's a Shad Fest in Philly where I'm from. Really? Oh, yeah. Do you enjoy Shad? Oh, of course I do. I love the oily fish. I'm Italian. Uh, there you go. That's the thing. But, like, for years, nobody would eat that. Everyone was like, oh, the roe. We eat the roe. The roe is good as yeah. well. It's like but, anchovies. They get a bad rap, but they're yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. But they're delicious and basically cooked any which way. You could smoke it. You can grill it. You could do anything to a Shad. They're delicious. You've got to learn how to bone them. But listen, you got to go watch. Uh, do you know that show Eastbound and Down with that guy whose name is out of my head? The guy. Uh, yeah. What's his name? Kenny Powers or yeah, yeah, something like that. Anyway, he has the funny, like the funniest lines in Hot Rod, and so you, you have to see it though to get it. Anyway, whatever. I'll add it to my list. Wait, you mean the guy um, with the trailer scene? Yeah, yeah, but don't ruin it for people. It's totally my hat. 
Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, you'll you'll get it after you watch it, people. Okay. Uh, Ziploc bag, put in freezer overnight. It's still not frozen, so then you added a one and a half ounces of lime juice that brought the ABV down, and it froze after three hours in blend. The texture is good, but the flavor was not limey enough. This reminds me of my professor of philosophy, Raymond Goyce, in college, who, who, uh, when I was asking him, he's like, your ideas are good. Your writing is bad. That's what he said. And so I had to wait until I had my, uh, my, uh, you know, my wonderful wife who, you know, can edit me properly. Um, Texture was good, but the flavor was not limey enough for my uh, Central American wife. Brokenhearted from my failure, I drank both servings myself. So what do you make your wife in instead? You made her a regular margarita or what? What did did she have? Maybe she was so angry she walked out. Whoa, Stas, bringing the harsh. I like that. Um, (laughs) What can I do to improve this recipe and apparently your marriage? Uh, I tested my freezer, and it is an average of negative 14C. That's not quite cold enough. Yeah, well, I hear you say. I know this is probably not cold enough to freeze my cocktail before adding the lime. Can I simply substitute lime juice for water? Won't my lime juice go all crappy on me overnight? What acidity level should I be looking for in this type of drink? I would love your insight on these problems. I'm totally up for more experiments. Worst case scenario, I would just have to drink more double margaritas myself until I perfect the recipe. Uh, Aaron Morgan, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. First of all, get your freezer down a little bit. You can probably change it uh, a little bit, and there is zero advantage to having your freezer on anything but the coldest possible setting. Hear me? Zero advantage. Anyone that any, – any manufacturers out there, do not – allow people to set their freezer to anything but maximum cold. The only time, the only time, that this, that's, my, uh, that's the way my pro- philosophy professor used to talk to, Raymond Goyce. The only way, the only time, that's how he would talk, uh, that you uh, want to change that temperature is if you have an ice cream shop and, and you want it to be at dipper temperature and you are not doing that out of your home freezer. So anyway, turn it low. Anyway, I put the, uh, your numbers... Uh, into my so my standard kind of daiquiri style specs for frozen stuff is about sixteen percent alcohol, eight point six percent sugar, and zero point eight to zero point eight two percent acid. Okay, I plugged your numbers into uh, my database, and you're at eighteen percent alcohol, which is high, even with the lime. Six point three percent sugar, which is low, but. 0.43% lime juice, which is way freaking low. So I just rejiggered the things a little bit, and here's what I did. I did 90, I did, used your same numbers, but instead of the amount of lime you added, I added 95 milliliters of lime, which is roughly three and a quarter ounces, uh, and a full two ounces of simple syrup, 60 ounces, uh, 60 um, milliliters of simple syrup instead of uh, 1.5 uh, of simple syrup. Uh, and my numbers came in at 16.4% alcohol, uh, 7.1% uh, sh- uh, sugar, and 0.82% acidity, which is going to be a lot closer to uh, the numbers that you want. Okay? Hey, Dave, we're going to have to wrap it up then. All right. So uh, do that, and uh, that should work for you. Uh, and just make an Excel table where you plug in all of the numbers so you can uh, kind of figure out what, what you want. And then since we're wrapping it up, I will unbelievably have to put off the Thai basil one more freaking week. Unfreaking believable. But anyway, Dax, thanks for coming on Cooking Issues. Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. All right. See you next week with Cooking Issues. Bye-bye. 
Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.